Hey, this is Richie Knuckles, and you are listening to the Scene World Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm AJ. Jurg is that guy right there with the beard. Uh, and that means right. that this is the Scene World Podcast. That is a luxurious looking beard today. Are you growing that out? <laughs> no, I will shave it. Oh. Nah. You you ask me this every time, every time I shave. Well, but I've never seen it quite so luxurious before. <laughs> you, you look, you look, you look good uh, with a beard. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, you do. I like it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, in a minute, who who are we talking to today? I'll let you do the honors. Um, Oliver Stender and Frank Fuhrmann. Yes, and they are the the champions of, of well, well, two of the 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 competing champions for kickoff and kickoff two. Exactly, two of the best players. Yeah, yeah. They were both um, German champions at once, mm-hmm. um, though they are both very good. And uh, kickoff two on the Amiga or general kickoff two is um, special because you can easily lose your ball and you have to do a lot of, lot of tactics. Mm-hmm. And um, It is not no... an easy game to play. Exactly. And this was one fire button only. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, before we get to them, um, there are there are some news, some things that have occurred that we can talk about. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> a lot from... Um, yeah, exactly. A lot from in in television, actually. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you sent me all so, those emails. Yes, yeah, so they they are sending out news as mad right now. Mm-hmm. For example, one of them was um, that they have this um, application for mobile, right. and they call it Am- Amico Club app. Yes. So. Um, that's pretty neat, and it's available for um, Android and iOS. Okay. And then they also celebrated their fifteenth, fortieth anniversary of Intellivision, and um, well, released you know more news assets and dem- demos. About the upcoming in television Amico, mm-hmm. you know, new yeah. music, yes. gameplay, demo trailers, and so on. Yes, yes. And they also announced one of their um, exclusive games being released there again is Breakout. Breakout, which was actually the original one. The original Breakout was coded by Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, wasn't it? Steve, Steve Wozniak, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they worked yeah. on that back at Atari. Yeah, exactly. And um, Nolan Bushnell did the breakout arcade machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Intellivision's pretty yeah. active. They're they're really uh, starting to push this thing. Yeah, yeah. So they are available at launch, which would be available at the tenth of October in the year twenty twenty. Okay. So roughly a, a year from when you listen to this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of new games, um, Double Sided Games, who's been responsible for some of the the biggins in the last uh, last year or two for the 64 and so forth, 
they've uh, announced uh, three new games in the in the 2020 lineup. So they've got um, the ones that they are, um, I guess, guaranteeing that are going to be released are currently Hired Sword 2 for the C64. That's going to be in a boxed and digital format. There's going to be a, a game for the 64 called Don't Break the Balls. <laughs> I don't know exactly what that that sounds funny. Uh, it looks pretty good. Um, so that's going to be for the C64. And then for the A1200 is a super metal hero. And that's going to require uh, an O30 accelerator with four megs of fast RAM. Uh, so it's not going to be your stock A1200, but it looks, that looks also pretty cool. So those are the three games that they're saying will definitely be out in 2020. Uh, we'll put links to where you can find out about them below. Yeah. Other news that happened is Marshable released an article saying that the Atari VCS is in uh, a de- development hell yeah. and in trouble. Um, and they they um, headlined it. Atari's retro console project appears to be completely fa- falling apart. Mm. And then and then um, a few days later, Atari in Paris released a counter statement to the press. Okay, that they are indeed. Um, Preparing the commercial launch, and it will be compatible with the Unity game engine. Okay. okay. So, how how do you how did you call it? A lot of um, mud fighting again. Mudslinging. Mudslinging. Yeah. 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 A lot of uh, so... conflicting reports. <laughs> So we'll uh, only time will tell. I mean, of course they're gonna Atari's gonna say no, no, no. We're totally doing this. We're committed to making this happen. This is this is totally you know because they don't want their investors to think that anything is wrong, whether or not um, that we actually see it in in the end. Uh, we'll need to find out and 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 you know and and just wait. Well, so so far so good. I didn't pledge for the Indiegogo back then. Neither did I. I'm not. I'm not big enough on the Atari to really. Yeah, me I, neither. I, I had, you know, I had a 2600 years and years ago. Someone gave it to me, and I never, never played it. I never actually did anything with it. It just seemed so. At the time, I had my my 64. I'm pretty sure I had an NES, and someone handed me this this wood grained old thing with knobs and stuff on it, and and switches, and it just kind of seemed like. Like this, this mm. old, cru- you know, crusty old thing. Like I didn't mm-hmm. care to play with that. And then, and then maybe the, the one game that it came with, Atari games were not renowned for being graphically brilliant. Um, that is because it was originally just a pong machine. Yeah, yeah. Which you can read in, I think it was Scene World eighteen, very, very, um, very interviewed um, David Crane. Mm-hmm. As a text interview, where yeah. you can read all the details, right? And uh, just to reference it again, yeah. And and while they yeah. did have some interesting graphics capabilities, and that it's got it has a lot of colors, uh, you know, sixty four has got sixteen. The, the the Atari, the original Atari twenty six hundred had a couple hundred, I think. Um, yeah. But because of the way that the graphics work, it's it's weird the way that it has to like you know pile on the graphics and then the you know I, so I I never got into it much. 
Um, yeah. I've got the. Have you heard of the the Progress? No. What's that? Okay, there is a new SD card reader for the sixty four. Um, it's called the Progress PRG Res. It low. It said it's it's similar to the Tapeweeno, but it doesn't load tape files. It loads PRG files instead. Okay. So you use a built-in browser to find what you want. Uh, you plug it in and you're ready to go. Um, so, and this is this is made by um, Ami64.com. The current price is thirty-three bucks. Or, or 30 pounds in, in Britain. I don't know why we're looking at British numbers. Um, it's a, it's a fork of the tape cart that adds SD card support. So it comes in a cool little box and stuff. It looks cool. Um, that's an interesting idea. It looks like it plugs into the tape, uh, you know, the, 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 the tape port. So that's an interesting way to have like, you know, an SD card reader that doesn't actually use up your IEC port or, you know, it's right in the tape slot. So that means it doesn't work on the SX sixty four. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like SD to EC. Not even. Or IEC. Not even because the SD to IEC essentially looks at each SD card as a big disc, and you can go into the D sixty four files as but if they're kind of it partitions. It doesn't support. It doesn't support IQ loaders. No. And it doesn't support tape files. Yeah. So, but it's 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 useful for. I, I love the SD two IEC. A lot of people take a dump on it because it doesn't it doesn't have real sixty four emulation, but a real fifteen forty one emulation rather. But I like it in that it's a it's a useful thing for first for getting files from your PC or Mac to your sixty four. Because you can just take the SD card, copy the files over, throw it in there. Also, it's kind of like having a really big hard drive. You know, your hard drives for the 64, you had, you know, your CMD drives or the LT kernel. And you were usually... Or you have the IDE64 right, from right. Czech Republic, yeah. which I have, and it yeah. worked fine. Right, and you were, a lot of times you were limited to, you know, 4 gigs or something for a CMD hard drive or, or, a, or an LT kernel was 40 megs. These things, an, an SD... Draw, you know, uh, SD to IEC, I can throw in a 32 gig SD card and have a bunch of them. I mean, I currently have. So, so it does support high, high capacity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a whole bunch of different SD cards that I use just as mm. I use these almost as disks. You know, this is mm. I download files onto that one. You know, I've got mm. demos stored on this guy. You know, there's, mm. you know, easy flash utilities over on this one. So it's so I actually. Uh, you know, it's it's cool like that, and and as as a hard drive where you're not relying on IRQ tricks or you're not relying on full emulation, I just want a high capacity storage device. It's perfect for hmm. most software needs. You know, if I'm going to use geos or I'm going to do something like hmm. that, I'll use an actual disk. You know, hmm. I'll still use that, and or my the 1581 is great as well for if you want a disk that works with that hmm. stuff. But, you know, like that works with geos, but that you have a higher capacity. But just for general high capacity storage needs, the SD2 IEC is great. And, and a lot of games do run on it. They've been fixed to, to you know, ignore the IRQ loaders. So it, yeah. it's, it's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I, I still like it. A lot of people, you know, they rant about like, don't forget that and get the, get the uh, ultimate 
1541-2 and all that, and which is, yeah, the ultimate 1541-2 is cool, but it's also, it costs a bit, and, you know, if it's you're looking... It's totally worth it. It's worth it, yes, but if you're just looking for storage that's easy and and cheap, the SD2 IEC is awesome, especially the one from The Future is 8-Bit. I love their their stuff. They, they're, it's mm. quality, it's professionally made. Beautiful, beautiful mm. devices. But, yeah. Well, other news. Mm-hmm. Um, the French CPC Amstrad Facebook group started a game development contest. So we will link to that. Okay. Um, then Min Becker, who is a German um, retro coder, developer, and YouTuber, um, he released a retro jump and run for Android called Take. Takelshin. Okay. That looks very promising. And also, we released the English voiceover of our Birgit Lechtermann interview. Yes. yes where did. she talks about um, pioneering in bringing computer shows for youngsters and teenagers and mm-hmm. so on mm-hmm. into the television. Yes. And yeah. If anyone so, hasn't listened to it, they should go check that out. I I liked the uh, you sent you you pointed it out to me. I listened to it and I really did. I, I liked the bit with the airplane. Thought that was pretty you cool. Did? Yeah, that ah. was actually really really cool. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that was beautifully a uh, voiceover. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. So totally, totally worth it. Um, I I really took the effort of hiring voice actors and a translator yes. to make this all happen. So I hope after this, people will um, watch it. Yeah, absolutely. And get the view counter higher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. A couple of months ago, right? I don't even know if it was a couple of months ago. Good, Maybe a month ago, we talked to Micronics, who were working on a keyboard for the Amiga 500, 600, and 1200. Exactly, exactly. They did not meet their goal um, after the the campaign in which they were looking for $48,000. They made $9,100. So um, as of a couple days ago, they posted on their uh, Kickstart page that they, they, are, they did not reach the goal. They are currently working on, or this, these are their exact words. We are currently working on a keyboard which would not require custom molding and will not require so many backers as this one. We will have prototype by the end of January. We will post any news on our website and also on the Amiga forum. And then they link to a thread. So we'll post the link to that thread and the link to their site. So that's great because, you know, when we talked to them, we, 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 we did kind of endorse, like, we want them to, if they aren't successful, we didn't want them to give up because it's a really cool yeah. project. And yeah, so sure. they weren't successful, but they're not giving up. They're still going ahead and working on it. Um, it's not going to require custom molding. Um, and and like like they said, there should be a prototype by the end of January. So I'll be following this closely because I'm, I'm very interested in this sort of thing. And again, we'll put links to, to both the forum where they can post on it's uh, uh, the English Amiga board i guess uh and um and to their and their website as well so everyone can go and look at that so actually they are looking um for connection with the um 
well with the Amiga scene, yeah. which is nice because and they were a bit neglecting yeah. um, this idea of getting in touch with the community. Yeah, they weren't doing too much promotion of it, which you know is is it is what it is. We discussed it with them in the podcast. If you want to hear exactly. about that, you can listen. Exactly. Listen to that podcast and, and hear about why they weren't they weren't going buck nuts with you know trying to get all the attention they could. Um, anything else? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that was pretty much it. We are pretty much full this this time with a lot of interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I've also got so the the. Uh, the 64 the full size the c64 has started shipping and some people have been showing um have been doing some unboxings and some um first impressions of the machine um from what i gather it is almost exactly the same size and shape as an original c64 an early one some people are saying it's bigger but I, there were some variation in size uh, between 64s. Exactly. So exactly. it is the yeah. exact size as the original 64 and the VIC-20. Um, there is some some um, some word that the keyboard feels a little bit cheaper than the actual C64 keyboard. But what are you going to do? You know, hey. Um, it's funny, too, because you, you break it open and it's a tiny little board. Like most of the case is empty. I know. I know, yeah. Which is which is kind of funny. Um and also an interesting um, result of this is that the C64128 Facebook group has now made posting about – it looks like they're going to make it uh, allowed to post about the C64. Because in the past, they frowned on bringing any of that up, even though no. even though no. emulators and stuff are, are – you know, talking about, you know, Vice or, or you know, the ultimate C64 – or the 64 reloaded that was all allowed but this thing the the 64 mini and whatnot that was frowned on but it looks like with the release of the full size um they did a poll where they asked should we start allowing people to talk about this and the votes were overwhelmingly in favor of allowing it because it's more like a real machine right and i i made a comment on there which was that all 64 is good 64 as a coder um, anything that that increases the potential audience for something that yeah. I'm going to be creating is good, whether that be an well, emulator or an FPGA yeah. thing or or this thing, you know. Regardless, just it's... think, just think about Zen's journey, mm-hmm. which would have not been such a success as it as it was when there was such a, la- a large audience. Right, right. Thanks to the Z64 Mini and yes. DTV and all this other right. stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah, without that stuff, you know, without these things that are letting people that don't have original hardware use the things, your 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 audience is 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 tiny. So well, and even though the Z64 Mini and Max is um, emulation based, mm-hmm. you can expand it right. by simply plugging in a USB stick with the D64. Right on it. Right. So yeah. yeah, it looks like the um the joystick that they include with it too is with the sixty four mini. Uh, there was a lot of issues with the keyboard or with the joystick rather. The joystick was not the joystick wasn't that great. It wasn't that well made. The new ones that come with the the full size um, are micro switched 
and seem a lot stronger and are much higher quality than the things that came with the the mini so i'm actually if i see one of these in the store i may actually get one just for the just for the sake mm. of of having the thing because it does well, look the cool. same uh, the same problem was with the dtv back then the joystick was crap well the dtv was a joystick i mean that was the whole thing i know but it was still crap yeah well the mini is a joystick too but yeah. still crap well the, the mini has a joystick but the mini is just a little box you can plug any USB controller into it. Uh, that's also true. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, but a lot of people were finding that the stick itself would break after a bit, you know, and 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 the connections weren't great. So now they've micro switched it. They've made it a little stronger. So it's actually like a real solid. And joystick. you can buy it separately. Mm-hmm. Now, if only they start making that with dual connections, so it can be USB and DB9. So <laughs> I can I use think, it on my original. I think I think Jan Schönfeld has a license for that. Hmm. I think they also make USB to um, to C64 joystick adapters, so you can plug in a USB connector to it. So you could probably use it that way. Hmm. But that's uh, that's getting a bit ahead of ourselves. So all right, yeah. If we got nothing else, then we should talk to these guys about some kickoff and some kickoff two and. Let's kick off the interview. And, yeah, and why I would be terrible at this game. I am terrible at yeah, this game. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, today we are having two guests. And this is Frank Fuhrmann and Oliver Stender. And we are talking about kickoff two on the Amiga and championships. So, welcome, guys. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Mm. A pleasure. So let's start a bit with the beginnings. How did that all start? Maybe, Frank, how did you get into computers? Mm -hmm. That's actually interesting. I never asked you that personally. Well, I guess it was uh, around the age of 14 when I got my first Commodore 64. Um, Compared to my colleagues at school, I think... I was rather late uh, getting a computer. They all had Atari's VCS before, and they they got uh, Commodore 64 after that. And it, it was 1987 or 88. I can't remember it. Mm-hmm. A Christmas gift, basically. And I I had that for four years. And after that, I got uh, I upgraded basically to the the natural path to the Amiga. And the, I guess the first soccer game was um, soccer on on um, on the Commodore 64 by Andrew Spencer. Yeah, real classic. And then Micropro Soccer, and then Kickoff One, 1989, 1990 something. And how was it for you, Oliver? How did it start for you? He's frozen. He's stuck. <laughs> hmm. It, it seems so. <laughs> that's that's new. That's not something we had before. <laughs> well, he still appears to be in the call. <laughs> that's fun. Okay. Okay then. Well, now he's gone. He just dropped off. Okay. Maybe, maybe some some more facts I remember. Um, we used to play kickoff one with two or three friends and 
it was there was one standard routine goal you had you you just could uh, lift the ball over the the goalie and it was rather boring and so if you knew this trick you could easily score but with kickoff 2 um approximately a thousand more ways to score <laughs> came into play and the the simple trick that worked on kickoff 1 didn't work anymore so you had to figure out how to get the ball into the goal and like i said it's a, there are a thousand ways and almost every way is recorded and almost every way to score a goal happened on one of the world cups i guess so and there are even some goals that uh, got branded with their own name um fisher gone fishing goal maybe <laughs> fisher is the goalkeeper and he passes there is a there is a buck in the game where he passes behind his own his own line <laughs> and the the goal is empty basically so and we have one guy uh, in the UK Steve um Steve Camber who gets rid of some bugs and who upgrades the game puts in more statistics and um gives the goals certain names and they appear after the goal the goal happens basically so mm. So the game is still in process. The, the development of the game is still interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And if I remember correctly, he he was working for Anko, the the publisher or the mm. producer of Kickoff. And so he uh, got into the industry as a game developer quite early. And there, there was a connection between Steve and uh, the other programmers, Dino Dini and Steve Screech. Hmm. And that's where the know-how comes from. Uh, I, just, I just had a look at the, um, the list of guys who already joined or are willing to join the World Cup. Mm -hmm. And I guess we are 34 right now, 34 guys, all male. Okay. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course, yeah. Several different countries. The first one from Belgium. Mm. I never played against one from Belgium. France, one from France. Italy, Norway, Sweden. One is traveling from the US, from Seattle. Oh. But he's originally a Norwegian. Um, just yesterday, Facebook reminded me this that uh, seven years ago, to the day of yesterday, you actually um, did also... A championship um, appointment for kickoff I, in I, I, a hotel here in Germany. Yeah, I was the host, and I think it was the last try to host the German championship. Um, a lot of players dropped out, so there are there are some groups in northern Germany, some groups in in the southern part, and. Um, when one drops out, the friends drop out as well. Right. Basically. So we were down to six, seven regular players and not enough to to host a, a German championship. So yeah, I, I, I think what did you say seven years ago? Seven years ago, yeah, two thousand twelve. Yeah. I think it was the last German championship, yeah. In October. Right. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I remember I I borrowed you like four or five monitors mm. 
for yeah. the Amigas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course. We we play on original machines. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the thing actually. Um because it's it's set uh, I'm not an Amiga expert I even don't own one but it's set actually among the players that even the Amiga emulator um has a slight delay so the experience is not as good as on real hardware to this day mm. I think the only valid uh, alternative would be like um it's a it's called mist I'm not mm -hmm. sure what's it the acronym stands for. Uh, M I S T. Yeah, I know I know the machine you're talking it's about. It's an FG FGPA programmable chip and right. it it basically it's yeah, a hardware replacement for the whole Amiga system, not emulating the system. Mm -hmm. So that has almost no delay. But every time you you use something you use piece of software to and and you use a, a USB port, USB dongle. Uh, there's always some microseconds, or normally not recognizable. But um, if the player doesn't e immediately react like you expected to, it it changes the gameplay. Mm -hmm. I think some people are uh, starting to get used to that. They even um, play each other on a PC version. Um, which is not an emulated version, but reprogrammed from bottom up, and um, they play it over the internet. And you have to have uh, a low, a low ping, a low delay. Um, but I never tried. In the early days, yes, but I'm basically I'm lacking time, so. Yeah. Actually, it's interesting because a few uh, podcasts ago we had Endstream, who are like the Netflix of retro gaming, and actually even HAZ, despite it's streaming over the internet, there's no delay whatsoever. And it's it's weird too because it's not only emulating; it's it's mm -hmm. it's streaming the video because that's you're not yeah. even like like emulating the game on your machine you're just streaming the video from another machine that is emulating the game and there's still no delay which is mm. amazing yeah maybe it's just something you feel or it, it's just in your head mm. when you move the joystick and the, the player doesn't react immediately but i think in the in the in the near future we we will have to get used to uh, find a replacement for the for the old systems it's 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 easy to get by to get a floppy emulator. You have like um, like a device to use in, instead of the the floppy that, right. that uses USB drive sticks. Uh, you can okay. you can change the monitor. You can use LCDs. All perfect. But the Amiga itself, so far for me, not replaceable. Right. And Oliver is back. There he is. I don't know what happened, but suddenly you dropped off. Yeah, actually, my internet was down for a few minutes. I can't remember this happened in the past, but yeah, very bad oh. time for this to happen. I hope it will be stable right now. <laughs> it's it's no problem. Frank already put us into the picture about um, the problem of emulation with Kickoff Two and the delays. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like it either. Yeah, so not an option. Yeah. <laughs> So um, anyway, I was about to ask you how it was for you to start with uh, the computers, and then go yeah. go about um, uh, um, about Kickoff Two for the Amiga. 
actually, uh, since I don't know when, at which point I was interrupted, I start all over again. Yeah, that was um, my interest for, for gaming began in the late 70s when my father purchased a uh, Nordmende video play, also known as Fairchild F internationally. Mm -hmm. And was very poor graphics, only three or four colors, I don't know. Later on, um, I received an Atari 2600. And then my first computer was, of course, as for many of us, uh, Commodore 64. It was in uh, 87, also a Christmas gift. And then two years later, the Amiga followed in 89. And, then, and one of my first games was Kick of One. And uh, yeah, one year later, uh, followed by Kick of Two, um, a game that amazed me most, and I never lost fascination for that. I played many games. I still play many games now that I played uh, 20 or 30 years ago. But I think um, I most frequently play Kick Off. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 amazing how similar our our experience and, and uh, computer history goes. We had nothing else. But you, like I said, you, you were the one uh, of the rich kids who got uh, um, an Atari first. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But it was, was back in 85, it was still a bit late because at that time okay. the Atari was already outdated. The same was for the Commodore 64 and 87, was a bit late. Amiga was still in the right time, 89 was still very popular, even until the mid 90s when it, afterwards it was overtaken by PCs. But now, yeah, Amiga is still favorite for me. Mm. And how did it actually start that there is a whole community and championships and uh, traveling all over the world? Um, was there a starting point? I remember you told me like yesterday that it started like 20 years ago or something. Yeah, I think it was um, the first, the KOA was founded, I think the first World Cup was in 2001 in Dartford, but that was four years before I joined. It was before, yeah, because I can remember I was not there. I think the KOA was founded, I think, was it 2000 by Gunther Wening, the Dutch guy? Yeah, yeah. And I think you're right, yeah. Yes, this is where we all got together. And on this platform, we were able to find other players um, abroad, all over Europe. And uh, then the first tournament started also the World Cup, but um, national, local tournaments as well, like German Championship or small local tournaments. Yeah, but the, the basic, the, the basis was uh, when Gunther Winning uh, founded the KOA. That was he, he paved the way for yeah all that that came afterwards. Hmm. Well, and and it was the early days of the internet, and I think. Um, there were several groups in Germany playing independently. They found each other independently and didn't know of each other. So everyone hosted a German championship, basically. Um, <laughs> and my first encounter was when I was looking for software for my emulator. And of course, you go for the software you knew from the days back. And I was looking for a kickoff two copy. And, and it was 2005, and I found records in the, on the internet 
of two German championships, one in Osnabrück and one in Saarbrücken. And when I found those guys, um, the first World Cup in 2005 was in Cologne, so very close. And I wrote to the host. Uh, it was, help me. Sascha Weigelmann. Sascha, right. Sascha. Um, and I wrote to him an email, of course. And I asked if I had to qualify to, <laughs> to, to visit the World Cup. And he said, no, no problem. Just come by and bring hardware, of course. And I won't forget the first evening, Friday, traditional Friday night, the, the Amigas are being set up and the first friendlies are played. And I entered this room and I haven't heard a sound for five or ten years at least. And there were already ten or twelve Amigas, all actually powered on, all with kickoff and 24 people playing at the same time. Mm. And um, that was amazing. That was really amazing. And it was the biggest, uh, it was the biggest World Cup basically 63 yes. attendance. Yes. Hmm. And I have to add and give some credit to Frank that it was also my first World Cup, the Cologne World Cup in 2005. Yeah. We were both new players, but we, we still didn't play against each other and we still were not aware of each other. But yeah. Frank was the best new player in this tournament. Yeah, 16. <laughs> yeah, I played... This another fact I won't forget. I played the... The game for place 15 and I lost against an English player in penalty shooting. <laughs> Very uncommon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was a big crowd. It was a big crowd, and we were the last game, and then 20, 20 people are standing behind our backs and watching. So <laughs> and um I think it's not only limited to Europe. I think at one point you were in Dubai or something, or was it Egypt? I think. No, I no, it was Dubai. It was, it was Dubai. Dubai, right? Well, another English uh, guy who worked for Orange, uh, um, the telephone company, a UK telephone company, um, and he was assistant manager in Dubai for two or three years. And when his last year began, he... He was willing to host, before he leaves, he was willing to, to host an event and invited up to 10 people, as many as uh, could stay in his, uh, in his flat and the flat of his friend. And so we were, I guess, 11 people traveling all over the world to Dubai to, 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 to play kickoff in, in, in the <laughs> desert, basically. <laughs> <laughs> now some people no, it say was, do... it, it was a, it was a decent it was a decent hotel um we were invited we didn't have to pay a fee or so he was happy that uh, enough people came and um he had a hard time uh, getting hardware hmm. especially the amigas no chance but he was able to get 15 uh, 15 inch TVs also okay so everybody was stepping into the plane with Amigas, basically? Or how was it? What did you mean? I mean, I mean, everybody was bringing their own Amigas to Dubai. Uh, yeah, As I said, we... Amigas was impossible. He, he managed to, to... 
he already knew in advance that he that he will host an event. So he, whenever he traveled back and forth, he I guess he was able to to collect three or four, and the Italians brought one, and I guess Jacob also brought one. So we had five amigas. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah. That 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 must be hard, you know, going through customs, stepping oh, yeah, into the plane, and the then... TSA with an Amiga yeah, 500 so. under your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what is this? Oh, a keyboard, no problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the advantage. Most um, young people don't know that the computer is inside the keyboard. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So, Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how was it for you, Frank, to host your own event here in Mannheim, in in our city, um, in in a hotel? I I I remember that you were um, that you were surprised. You told me how difficult it was and how much you had to organize. Yeah, the thing is, if you expect ten or twelve people. Um, you can't rent a room for 500 euros. So I had to get, I had to find a hotel that was able to host a room of 20 or 30 square meters um, at the at a decent price. And I was asking two or three hotels and I got rejected basically. So I was lucky to find at least one who was willing to host and I guess I'm I'm not sure. Two hundred two hundred euros maybe. I'm not sure. Can't remember. Um, but I was I was hopeful to invite at least fifteen players, and was really disappointed that we weren't even ten, ten or eleven. I'm not sure. Um, so this was already a sign of of the decay of of people losing interest at least in Germany, to, to visit a German championship. And uh, so, yeah, what I remember losing to Oliver in the final, and I remember being disappointed that we don't, didn't have enough attendees, basically. And I had, of course, I had the host syndrome. So um, <laughs> keeping, keeping, keeping um, 30-year-old guys... Um, at schedule, play their games. Even like I said, we were nine or ten people. Um, we we lost the monitor. We lost one Amiga. <laughs> you you always you're always busy to keep the stuff working, the people playing. So you have a divided uh, attention, of course. Mm. And also the problem of you know joysticks suddenly not working anymore. You know, also, and yes. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I remember. Always good to have a spare one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I remember, like, um, on, on one of the last I was, we had extension cables that didn't always work, and yeah. all those problems. Um, yeah, actually, the the last one I attended was at Oliver's home place. Actually, it's the last one. Yeah, yeah, we were, that was a training session, I think. Um, Right? Uh, I remember was, that, yeah. It was a small tournament, yeah. Yeah. A convenient tournament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were barbecuing and all that stuff. Right. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. that was pretty yeah. neat. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's always like you are having tournaments and then um once a year you have at some other place the championship. 
You mean the World Cup? Oh, the World Cup. Yeah, World, the World yes, Cup. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah, the World Cup actually until. Uh, okay, he's he's not lucky with his internet today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, uh, while he's gone, um, the social events, the the social the social life during the during the World Cup during the tournaments has become a more and more um, important fact. Of course, um, you you meet the same people, but only once a year. So. It's like excitement, and, and you're happy to see each other again, and to talk to 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 foreigners, basically to fellow Europeans. And as far as I remember, it was one of the rare events where I can speak to Italians, to British people, to Greek people. Um, that happens. That does not happen uh, very often during mm. normal day life. Right. That's true. That's true. And the interesting thing, by the way, yesterday uh, Frank and I we were doing a test call, and he was worried because he's not living alone there <laughs> that his internet wouldn't be stable. But <laughs> he's not the problem today. <laughs> no, I'm oh. no, I'm not. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah. Yeah. But Jörg, um, you can tell us and any anyone who listens. How difficult it is to master kickoff. Oh, definitely. I mean, every time I'm asked, it's like, oh, I will probably make the last place um, if, if, I, if I win anything, you know. And it's always a battle on the rear end of the ranking. Who <laughs> is the worst player, you know? And, um, yeah. And um, I don't know. It's, for, for me, for me I, I am a micro-pro soccer person. And yeah. you know, I'm I'm more the banana kick and sliding person, and kickoff is totally different because I'm constantly losing the ball. The ball is not clued to the foot, and uh, you can't just turn around and and make right. fast movements and so on because you will lose the ball. The mm. concept of kickoff too in in the controlling area is um, really very different from any other football. Right. game yes. I've ever yeah. played before yeah. and um, yeah even 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 compared to today's uh, FIFA and PS um, I think um, with those two the ball sticks to the foot yeah if, uh, I lost track of FIFA 10 years ago but you can do the movements you have 20 buttons on your controller and you control the movement and basically the player does the tricks. You only mm -hmm. do the movements and push the button. And it looks nice. It looks good. It's almost like a, um, um, an actual TV sports um, screening of a, of a real football match. What you cannot tell about kickoff. Um, but the, the fancy stuff about kickoff is... Um, it, it is limited to the basics of football, basically. The, the right, players right. all look the same, but they, they are different. They have different characteristics. Um, one is bigger or heavier, has more strength, more endurance, better shooting abilities. So it's in the details, but you, you don't see it. You, you cannot recognize by 10 pixels 
the difference of one player to another. But it's uh, it's nice. It's a it's a perfect game, and it's still pl- played. That that's the reason why I think. Right. And it's it's interesting for me, as I said earlier, that the source code is actually available, and there is still there is still somebody updating it every year or yeah. every couple yeah. of years. I'm not know? sure. I'm not sure if he is really possessing um, the source code, or if he's able to disassemble the the binary. So. I'm not sure. Not sure. Okay. But but I think you told me once that uh, the original programmer of Kickoff Two is also part of the community, or at least aware of the community. Well, to be honest, the community um, is like every other social thing. You get too many people together with too many different interests. Um, it's getting tough. Um, okay. You lose the focus. You lose the focus of what what the real reason is why you are together here. Um, some are trying to set up new rules for the forum, for the internet appearance, the rules that, that uh, are valid for the tournaments. Uh, there's always a discussion before the before each tournament, uh, before each big tournament, basically, to change a rule. Then you have a 50-50 vote like, like in Great Britain. Um, and everyone is disappointed at the end. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not very active. I'm not very active on the forum or any of these discussions. Um, it makes no sense to be the, the 21st arguing at, at the same pointless point. So, right. I, I just attend the World Cup. I'm happy to see all the others. And that's it, basically. Okay. Oliver is back again. Okay. Oh my god! Yeah, now I'm on with my mobile phone via um, LTG. I, I hope um, LTE. I hope it will be stable now. So wow, I'm not, li- I'm not relying on my landline internet provider anymore. Not this evening. <laughs> <laughs> well, AJ, normally our internet is better here in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Or Oliver, Oliver, are you in Georgia? <laughs> Unfortunately, not anymore. But actually. There's a better internet coverage than in Germany, even um, on the highest mountains and the deepest valleys. Then you have a better internet connection than in in our villages in Germany. So, is it? Um, okay. in Georgia, it would be better, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually true. I made a similar experience when I went to Bulgaria in 2008, and that was 11 years ago. And uh, you would have. Um, um, 3G back then, even in the rural areas, far away from the from the um, from the big cities. So I was mm. very surprised, you know. Like always, a good mobile connection. Oh my god! You know? mm. <laughs> not not that I know why you would need that on the field, on an on a muddy street, but you have it, mm. right? <laughs> um, so yeah, so so stay, Frank, stay online. <laughs> so, so Frank, you 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 started telling us about the discussions and disagreements in that the community and how the community loses focus and interest due to the fights inside the community. I'm pretty sure Oliver has the same view to it. Which view? That uh, there are there are several groups on the internet, uh, yeah. with different interests, arguments all the time. Changing yeah. of rules, 
fighting over arguments that are not worth fighting. And um, yeah. it's definitely anything but kickoff. <laughs> yeah. But actually, I keep myself out of this. I just want to have fun because when I go to a tournament and I know, and I, I know they're all good, good people. Of course, on the forum, there are sometimes fights regarding the rules and uh, the tournament scheme and many little details. But uh, for me, uh, I, I don't, I don't like that. When I go, I want to have fun. I want to enjoy. I want to have enjoy being with the people when I go to a tournament. So, yeah. yeah. So, but, but, but Frank is right. There are actually, of course, um, uh, there are arguing. There are fights going on. Um, actually, not not in the recent past, it's, as far as no, I know. It, it has the, improved. It has improved. Yeah. It has improved. Yeah. People grow older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or the right guys, the right guys dropped out. Yeah, that, that's actually that's actually because I asked you how how the coder is part of the community, and um, so yeah. you started you started explaining about that. I actually I actually met both guys, the the graphic the graphics guy and the coder, and but on two two different World Cups, and rumor says um, they don't like each other much. Hmm. Really? Wow, that uh, that would be difficult to work on the same team if you don't like each other. Well, they worked on the same team thirty years ago or twenty-five years ago. Hmm. Yeah, no, thirty years. Thirty years. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the fights are the reason why they don't attend to to tournaments anymore. Um, I think. Um, yeah. That may be one of the reasons. Yes, yes. Okay. And of course, both are not the best players. Um, they they visit a, a, a World Cup now and then, but not regularly. No. That's interesting because, from from my point of view, you would think that the people who develop the game would know the game best. No. 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 A Formula One car constructor doesn't is not necessarily a good racing driver. So it's I think that's a quite good comparison. Good comparison. Well, that's okay. why that's why so many games have cheat codes and stuff, so that the, right. the developers right. can get to these can test out the higher levels of the game without actually having to play to it. Because a lot right. of times, you right. just because you program the game doesn't mean you don't suck at it. <laughs> you don't suck at it. You mean you you mean the opposite, I guess. No, no, no. I said just because you programmed it doesn't mean you don't suck. Okay. Yeah. Ah, now I've got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. Hmm. Hmm. So, so is there anybody um, who is head of the organization that keeps all the things together? There are two or three act more active guys, and the rest is more or less inactive but there's no head no head uh, of the of the community no no oh. so this sounds this sounds like you need new material new players always 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 welcome yeah just yeah. join us <laughs> <laughs> and the, the the good thing about the world cup is it's not uh, it's not getting the best players together it's getting every player together. Right. All the players. Mm, All the available I, players. 
But I have to, but I have to admit, I always feel a bit lost when I'm there because I know that my chance of winning something is not so good. Um, I mean, I mean, I always hear the stories like Oliver, like, oh, I played it with my coworker like uh, for six weeks, and every lunch break or something. <laughs> I don't have this possibility to add. Um, first, I would need an Amiga or a Myst device, and then I would need. Uh, a human player to play against you know so it's not so easy it's not like um it's like a game you can easily pick up and and uh, play you know um and it's it's really something you need to train for for a couple of weeks and you a, really have yeah. you you have to want it you, you really yeah it's yeah it 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 must mean everything to you it must mean fun and not disappointment and frustration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, for, there's for always me. there's always a point uh, within the <laughs> World Cup where you get frustrated, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when, when you're saying "ah oh, shit" or something, <laughs> when the swear words are coming and the aggression is coming. Um, <laughs> um, but, but although but sometimes, yes, yeah, so sometimes though, not really knowing how to play. Comes goes to your advantage because I can't tell you how many times, and this goes back to again playing the the NHL, the hockey games. Yeah. Like when I started, I had no idea what I was doing, and so I'm pushing buttons and it's like, like I'm pushing buttons and moving guys around, and I have no idea what I'm doing, and it was frustrating my opponents so much because they could not, they couldn't anticipate. Like you know, normally you would do this kind of move mm-hmm. or you would try to do this kind of play, and I'm just going around in circles and I'm shooting it over here and doing stuff over there, and it's. Yeah. And sometimes that's the kind of thing where you end up winning games just because your opponent is so knocked off balance that they don't even know what to do anymore yeah. because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That doesn't work right. with Oliver. Oliver yeah. is taking the ball from me within three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but but well, I but I see where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, at, at the beginning, it was important to have at least two or three local guys, neighbors, friends, um, yeah. that were also interested in the same game and kept that interest even though they lost. <laughs> right. So that was the only way to get better. So. Hmm. Sure. And then it's the point where you think you were you are the world champion and then you meet the other guys. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> There's always a bigger fish somewhere. There's always a bigger bastard, yeah. 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 But but both of you actually were champions. Only only national national champions, yeah. Oh well, still it counts something, doesn't it? Yeah, of course, yeah. George. <laughs> I I I I I see it every time when Oliver wins. How proudly he presents it on his Facebook. I'm like, okay, you won again, you know. <laughs> So, and again, uh, and again. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting question. Who who are the top players? In, in, in Germany, or you mean in, in, in international comparison? Internationally. Uh, I think there are a few players that um, actually are uh, uh, playing in a, in a league of their own. Right. That's, of course, Gianni, Duck, 
And then Fabio, 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 very strong. Um, actually, I was wondering why he didn't uh, win the World Cup uh, earlier. Earlier, mm. so last year it was overdue for him to win. Then you have, of course, still have um, uh, um, Andy and Tor. They, I yeah. think, they are the yeah. they are the top players, and. Um, at least in, in in some good moments, I was able uh, to to beat uh, a few of them. Mm. But um, yeah, like Johnny Duck, I never beaten them. So, um, but I think these the player I mentioned, they are um, the top players, of yeah, course. Right, right. So we have two Italians, one Norwegian, and. Uh, one from the UK. Yeah. Hmm. So, where does um, what do you think will be the future for Kickoff Two? As you said, um, you are lacking of new talent in a way, and all these fights. But but you are still seeing a future for Kickoff Two. I think um, the, the community will. We had we often had to fear that the community will fall apart. It was a few years ago, but then um, a few people came back. Not everyone, of course. Some people stayed away forever, and I think some of them will never come back. Even right. though I would appreciate it, yeah. but um, I think the community will 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 stay together um, for many years to come. That that's at least my opinion, and we were already joking that maybe in 20 or 30 years we will arrive at a hotel uh, being brought into the tournament room in a wheelchair and yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe the, the, the right hardware will um, will set the limit. That, that's, that's also um, another important thing that we will have to keep the hardware alive and take good care of, of the devices and uh, of, of the gear. That, that's also very important. Right. But I think the, right. there are some some people. There's a hardcore uh, inner circle of players. I think a quite huge circle. I think in the in the World Cup, uh, you can always expect uh, at least 30 players to attend. In average, of course, we had a um, the bot um, the the rock bottom we had in uh, in 2013 was in Voitsberg. There was only I think 17 players, but usually you have around about 30, sometimes around about 40. And uh, like Frank said, in Köln, we had 63. But I think 30 or 40 players, that's um, the average attendance of a World Cup. Right, and right. I think that, that, that won't cease in the, in the near future. Yeah, I'm, I'm convinced. And are there new... Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, I think the main reason for most of the people who dropped out were, was basically family. Family reasons. Yeah. And financial. And financial reasons, traveling to another to another uh, country, staying three nights in a hotel room, the traveling costs, the the, the housing, yeah, the, the the food, the transportation, it sums up. Um, and uh, we saw that at uh, especially with the Creek the Creek players for mm -hmm. the last four or five years now. There are not many uh, who are able to travel. Right. So, so how can you? Uh, in in what ways can can we work to expand the the uh, 
the amount of people that this is exposed to because you know 30 and 40 people coming into to play a tournament for a game that was released in 1989 or whatever it was put out is mm-hmm. still that's pretty substantial that's a pretty good number of people but how do we make that available to more people to actually learn the game and and kind of get into that 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 competitive spirit with it I have no idea. I, I think um, my experience is that I basically ignore every other game. I I, I own a PlayStation 2 and I own a PlayStation 3, um, but I don't play. I don't play. I don't have the time for it, and um, it's not the fun factor anymore. But Kickoff survived. And because of the competition and because of the interest we had 30 years ago, and that interest level kept at a certain level, and it never dropped to zero. There were a lot of players, a lot of owners of Amiga, and a lot of them owned or got hold of a copy of Kickoff. Um, They played it. um, They experienced that it's hard to learn. And they ignored it. And there was a core of players who, who, yeah, who who got infected basically and um, were willing to learn. And that is maybe a reason why you, Jörg, will never have that fun playing a soccer game because you you are not a soccer fan. <laughs> yeah, that's also the other problem. I'm not a f- soccer fan in the in the real so why, world why either. Why would you play why would you play a soccer game on an old computer system? That's actually only, true. Yes. Only because of the other people. I, I like I like the social part of it, you right. know. Look at you yeah. guys calling it soccer. You you're in Europe, isn't it football in Europe? It's football, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> we, maybe maybe we because of <laughs> but but actually yeah getting back to your question um about a way to expand the number of players i think actually what frank said it's very difficult because basically retro gamers they're an exclusive uh exclusive kind of people and within this inner circle um, kickoff players are even more exclusive. Even uh, 30 years back or 29 years back when it was released, um, I had many friends who had an Amiga and liked to play Amiga games. But I only had one friend who was will- willing to play kickoff with me at least sometimes. Um, most of my friends who tried kickoff, they, they didn't get the hang of the controls, of the control of the game. And they um, quickly became frustrated and lost interest. They didn't try right. anymore. But right. but once you get the hang of it, because the controls are amazing, because you just have this uh, four-direction joystick and one fire button, not eight or twelve buttons, and right. you have so many options, no, too many things you can do um, in the game. If you know how to do it, if you if you try and find out, and if if, if you uh, experiment uh, with the game, and then you can have so much fun. But this is something that was only revealed to a few retro gamers, like maybe Frank and some some others. So I think it will be very difficult to right. find new players or someone who never played Kickoff before, 
who will try it now and uh, think, oh, that's a great game. I will spend uh, many hours to, to learn the controls. Right. Right. When you start playing it to, um, to, to get the hang of it, to, to learn the controls, to control the ball, to, uh, to run around uh, um, all over the pitch without losing the ball, that's very difficult to learn. And I think that's the reason why many people or players who, who try the game um, they, they find it too difficult and right. Uh, right. they get frustrated and they just stop. And they right. have they have they have thousands of other stuff to play for entertainment. Why why invest your time to play a soccer game or football game that is 30 years old and is played only by a few people? So right. So how can people get in touch with you to um, to to people let's let's say um, people listen to this and say wow I want to try where can people find you how can people get in touch and um, attend to such a tournament of, of course you, I, I'm, I'm sure you know our um, website the forum the gathering so maybe you can um, publish the, the link to our website. Mm -hmm. Then you can easily register to the forum, and yeah, you can 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 see when uh, whenever a tournament is uh, is hosted, it will be announced in advance. So you can right. see whenever there will be a tournament, and then you can you can go there. Everyone is welcome everywhere. So you right. can go to right. the World Cup in Bremen. You can also join. Um, a local tournament um, in the UK at, at my place, or or in UK championship mm -hmm. and sometime last year we also had um, a tournament in the south of Spain in Jerez where the cherry <laughs> comes from and uh, it was a Spanish championship so now and then you always have tournaments in in some places and then that you can find on the forum and uh, right. if you if you To have a look into it sometimes and then you can find tournaments and uh, yeah just attend mm. great You're so welcome. hopefully hopefully we get here new players perhaps <laughs> I, <laughs> Who think, knows? i think we already have we already have um some on the list some names on the list i have never heard of and they they will attend the 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 world cup in bremen next mm. month yeah cool cool yeah. And I'm also very excited to meet Christian Dietz. Right, right. Uh, um, along with Frank and me, he's the record national champion. He won the German championship three times. But that was before Frank and me joined. I never played him and no. I never met him. So no. I'm really looking forward to meeting him and maybe also right. playing him. Mm -hmm. So it will be interesting. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> In Russia, the game plays you. Yeah. <laughs> but that was Tetris. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, so yeah. thanks a lot, guys. Um, I guess it's dinner time now in Germany. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you long, guess, long, but long. you're there. Almost, almost <laughs> breakfast. Almost, <laughs> almost breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So thanks a lot, you're and. See you soon, right? See you. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye, AJ. Bye bye.